And we're back, folks, for another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Sam Webb here with Bryce Marich this week. We're going to have Josh Hinchke join us a little later as we get into some basketball recruiting as we've started to hit the road. Get out on the AAU circuit. Michigan is in play for some of the top players in the country. That is commonplace now with Juwan Howard at the helm. And when I say top players in the country, I mean like the top 25 players. Uh, Juwan is in on a few of them. So we will get into that a little bit later before we get deeper into the podcast. I want to remind you, if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it and review it. Tell all your friends about it. They can find it wherever they get their podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, whatever platform they go on, they can find the Michigan Recruiting Insider. And uh, they can hear from Bryce Marriage. Bryce, how you doing? I am doing good. How are you doing, Sam? Doing great, man. And so gearing up for the end of the dead period, which finally expires here at the end of the month. The visit period, the official visit period where kids can start, and unofficials, uh, where kids can start coming on campuses and interacting with coaches and the programs, that all starts up in June, and every program in the country is going to have guys on campus. But this is a window where you still have guys taking advantage of the dead period visits, Bryce, and the Wolverines just had one of those with Jordan Phillips the three-star defensive lineman that we've been talking about for months now, off and on, but certainly a lot more here in the last few weeks. You're talking about a kid that 6'4", talked to his dad recently, said he's tipping the scales at 289 pounds. You know, the interesting thing, Bryce, is we try to figure out how does a kid like this fly under the radar, relatively speaking. I still get that question. No matter how much we talk about it, we still get people asking us, wait a minute. Sam, wait a minute, Bryce, wait a minute, Steve, three-star guy, you know, Miami and Auburn, they offer, but where are all the other big-time schools? We still get that routinely. Explained it from his dad's perspective, explained it from his coach's perspective. Hey, this is a kid that just does not do camps, does not do camps, doesn't really do visits. Michigan was his first visit to a Power 5 school. Uh, in the off season, he's he's wrestling and powerlifting and training. He's just not into what your typical big time recruits are into. So, relatively speaking, he's flown under the radar. Now, Mississippi State jumped in with an offer today. So, you know, starting to trickle more of the the you know upper tier. I wouldn't necessarily call it Mississippi State upper tier, but you get my point. Not just the group of five or the low level Big Tens. You're getting some some middle SEC teams, and I think you're going to start seeing the top ones come through as word continues to get out about him because he's 6'4". He just checked in at 289. His dad told me he's just 16 years old, Bryce. He's just 16 years old. He doesn't turn 17 until the end of June. So a kid that right now, I mean, I said 289, 298, 298 pounds. He looks like he's 270. He could pack on another 20 pounds easily. This was a major coup for Michigan to get him on. Okay, even more so once you take into account that a big physical kid that is just scratching the surface of what he could be as he learns the game more, which is what his coach said is the next step, the next phase for him. But a big-time, big-time accomplishment for Michigan to get him on campus with his dad, his mom, his coach, and his coach's son. So you said Mississippi State? I'm pretty sure Michigan's got a little connection, maybe, and maybe that's why Mississippi State might have, you know, tossed in the offer Probably. because they know there's. This is a kid, like you said, is a diamond in the rough. I mean, you said he's six four. 
He's almost tipped in the scales, 300 pounds. He's a three-sport athlete going from wrestling to weightlifting to football. And when you watch the film, it's interesting because you can see all that combined into his football performance. I mean, he's defeating double teams left and right. He's wreaking havoc in the backfield. He's darting through, you know, back there. And he's playing pretty good competition down there in Florida. So it's not like, you know, this is one of those situations we always talked about with Alex Van Summer and, you know, playing the Sisters of the Poor, you would always mm. say, just who are these teams? But he's going against good competition. I think with his recruitment, once more film gets out there, especially his senior season, he could blow up. And this is one of those advantages of Michigan being proactive, not reactive, getting to the recruitment early and often, and getting him up on a visit. A dead beery visit, and we've talked about several times, is, I mean, that's that's more impressive to me than an official visit because this is the kid paying on his own dime, and it's not just him. You said it's the parents coming. It's the coach coming. So if everyone in his circle is taking the time out of their lives and their work schedules to come up here and check out Michigan, that must mean something. So I think Michigan obviously is in a really good spot. Yeah, they so they made their way around campus to get into the visit some. And we'll have more of this on the site You know, if it hasn't gone up by press time or by release time for the podcast. Uh, you certainly will be seeing it in, in the days to follow where the crew, the the family, they made their way around campus on their own. Can't have any interaction with the with the staff, with the coaches, with the program in any way. But they knew the spots to hit. So they went to the brown jug, for instance, went, to the, went to the brown jug, took in Perry's spot. Uh, who's the owner of the brown jug, by the way? Shout out to Perry do a great job great i still don't have a, a burger named after me oh and perry where's my burger man i mean oh. where's bryce's burger we need some burgers named after us perry anyway uh he made his way to the brown jug which is a staple for uh, kids when they come on campus for some visits and i think they went over to benny's coney island so they could have some nice breakfast over there just getting around the city getting a feel for the campus and i was told that uh, as a family they were absolutely blown away Absolutely blown away just by the atmosphere. They came on a great weekend weather-wise. So that was a good thing. Even though, you know, in talking to his dad, he said, you know, they have mentioned it getting cold in the winters. He seemed unfazed by it, right? He seemed unfazed by the talk about uh, Harbaugh and this being a make-or-break year from from other schools. That's just a word. You see that in, in media circles and uh, some other schools in there. And that, he seems unfazed by that as well. Uh, And so to get on campus and just get a feel for what it's like to get a better appreciation for the academics as well. Because I know his dad was talking. He's like, man, I don't even think my son realizes what it means to be able to go to the University of Michigan academically. And so, you know, for them to come and get a better feel for that piece of it, too, was absolutely huge. I think that Michigan has fortified its position. I have Michigan with a good lead in this race my gut tells me that it's a huge lead now now that doesn't mean that he's gonna announce a decision i don't know uh timeline wise if he is gonna move things up i think that there's reason for michigan to be uh even if he doesn't move up his timeline i said this on the board there's reason to be quietly confident about this you know there could be some what's the best way to put it Hovering below the surface, say, you might feel like 
you're going to get a guy. It just might not be out there for everyone to see how strong your chances are. You get you get my meaning. You get my drift. You're catching where you're picking up what I'm putting down, Mr. Mr. Marriage. I think you're picking up what I'm putting down, right? So, you know, Michigan in a very, 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 very good position here with Jordan Phillips. A bang-up job from Sean Nua, of course. Courtney Morgan has come in, and that, this was another thing that really stood out. Courtney Morgan and A. Sean Larkins. As in talking to his dad, he said, you know, coming up on this visit, I know my son really, really likes Michigan, right? He likes some other schools, too. Make no mistake. I know he really, really likes Michigan. So I got to get a better feel for it, too. I like Michigan, but I got to get a better feel for it myself because this might be a school that my son will go to. And so – how do you get a feel for that? You can't talk to the coaches right now, right? I mean, he's going to come back for a visit, but you can't talk to the coaches in person. So, you know, a chance to really get to know guys over the phone or, or virtually. You know, two guys who have made real impressions, Courtney Morgan in a very, very uh, short period of time, and Ashawn Larkins. And one of the things that he said, he said, man, it stands out to me that they have all of these brothers on staff. He, I, I'm giving you a quote. I'm giving you, this is not me injecting that into the equation. I'm relaying to you what his dad said about his comfort level with the program and why and how, in a very short order, it ramped up very quickly. And so that's that's no small thing. And I think it speaks to Jim Harbaugh. And increasing the diversity of his staff, increasing the youth of his staff. I think we're seeing the benefits of those things right now, Bryce. Oh, for sure. And, you know, like we talked about, both those guys especially are just true relationship builders. I mean, from scratch even. They could be in a recruitment, help Michigan in recruitment that there's no ties. There's no connections. I feel like most of these podcasts we've talked about just having those little ants and those quirky whatever you want to call them, ties or whatever. But there's sometimes where they just can get on the phone and talk to you and just, you know, they're good people. You know, I've gotten mm-hmm. that from parents, from coaches, from seven on seven coaches when they're just saying, Hey, those two guys, we just know they're genuine. We just know they're real. They keep it 100. And that's what they like about it. You know, the other thing I want to say about Jordan Phillips dad, I mean, Michigan has maybe the best selling point too, playing time. <laughs> I mean, you talk about coming in and being able to make an impact and position of need. That's where Michigan needs. They just need big bodies. And we've talked about that just, you know, we've just talked about over and over. But they just need, in terms of a 3-4 defense, you need, you know, an Allen Branch, a big boy in the middle mm-hmm. that can be a space eater and demand double teams so those linebackers can just make plays. And Jordan Phillips definitely fits the bill. Yeah, man, and – you know, another thing that really stands out, you remember I told you how Walter Nolan's people, his circle, they're really paying attention. Like they were, they were really paying attention to Michigan recruiting Justice Finkley, as you know, really watching, know who Justice Finkley is, seeing him at camps. That's a guy being touted. I know that Walter's dad watched Jordan Phillips. They're paying attention, Bryce. They're paying attention. Who else is Michigan recruiting? They watch uh, Jordan Phillips's video and here here's a you know a connection that i think could is gonna help michigan because you already know that walter nolan 
is being recruited by Will Johnson. You know that their dads have started to talk a little bit as well as Dion is getting into the mix. You know, the the kids and their families, they start to be lures. They start to recruit. Jordan Phillips, his dad is from Memphis, Tennessee. Where is Walter Nolan from, Mr. Marich? Memphis, Tennessee. I, I, I kind of sense and see sometime in the very near future, these two gentlemen crossing paths, uh, you know, some sort of communication going on. This, this is how this is how recruiting wheels start to turn. Not to say that that benefits Michigan exclusively, uh, but so remember I told you they, they're paying attention to who else Michigan is recruiting. What are you doing? Who are you looking at? We'll get into this with Will Johnson coming up a little bit later. But you mean to tell me for a guy who's wanting to know who else might be on the defensive line with him to see a big, physical, athletic guy like that, like a Jordan Phillips, if Michigan were, being, were to be in great shape with him, that that wouldn't, you know, that'd be okay, all right. Michigan's putting in work. I can see that kind of reaction coming from Nolan, if things materialize with Jordan Phillips. Oh, that's a big hypothetical there, Bryce. I mean, are you sure they're not just talking about the barbecue? I mean, there's a lot of things. But no, I mean, looking at it too, I mean, that's just also a great sign for Walter Nolan and his recruitment. If his circle is that intent at seeing these guys and who's coming in at Michigan, who's looking at Michigan, that's just a great sign for him. Because like, if I was him too, I would not want to go to a school and just get just triple teamed. And oh, just, yeah. And you're, you're the guy. But right. everyone knows you're the guy. And at that point, it's like, I need help. You know, so obviously they're taking note of what Michigan's doing. And if they can make that connection, that could lead to other things. Yeah. And so on and so forth. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. That's the thing. You know, the more kids you have talking about you as a school to one another, the better. Uh, as you, If you can get their parents connected that's beneficial as well to the bottom line and you just see where it you just see where it goes but I haven't talked to both of those guys i know they're these are two dads that will really vibe i can i can sense that down the line so that's just something to watch it'll be interesting to see what materializes there uh but bryce as we get deeper into it and sort of switch gears and by the way like i said we will have more on jordan phillips throughout the week uh, you know michigan still dropping new offers out there and they just dropped an offer here recently and and just immediately went to a kid's top five. Yeah, Ish Harris. He's a 6'3", 200-pound linebacker from Texas four-star. Michigan offered him, I want to say, over the weekend. And um, he's got Texas A&M, Miami, Oklahoma, Texas, and then Michigan in his top five. He just instantly added Michigan in the top five. George, he's a linebacker's coach, extended the offer made that connection he's kind of been talking with him since then but it's not just been george hilo sam it's been like you said courtney morgan who's <laughs> been i mean i want to look at his rolodex i mean the amount of contacts and the amount of numbers and people he knows must be crazy because this is a kid from texas i have no clue how somehow he has a connection to this circle or to anyone you know around this kid's recruitment but he's the guy who's the energizer bunny and a lot of these recruitments kind of getting Michigan going and Michigan to the spot of where they got a puncher's chance to the point of where I'm not hearing maybe this kid is looking to take an official visit and a visit to Michigan. If that happens, all bets, you know, are off. So Michigan's looking good. Texas A&M is the school I've been told that's kind of been there for the longest, but for Michigan just to offer instantly 
become in that top five speaks volumes to the importance of what Corny Morgan brings to the program. Yeah, dude, you miss every shot you don't take. And that's kind of the the mentality that you see uh, Courtney come in with, like you said, with his contacts. And why not take your shot with something like a Josh Connerly, who Michigan, you'll see more on Josh Connerly throughout the week over on the MichiganInsider.com. Suddenly the Wolverines, more traction there because of Courtney. And you're like, shoot your shot. Yeah, he's on the, in the Pacific Northwest, but, you know, you got a connection to him. Why not, right? Another kid, we just saw Newkirk do a story. He did an interview with Will Johnson out of the Combine last Sunday, and Will just mentioned that he's recruiting five-star receiver from East St. Louis that's committed to Oklahoma, Luther Burton. Now, hey, look, guy's been committed to Oklahoma. He's a strong Sooner commit. But Will told Josh that, hey, I'm taking my shot, you know, shooting my shot and seeing if he might be interested in, in visiting. And here you have Courtney Morgan with a connection there as well. No people in in Luther Burden's circle. I mean, it's, it, it's a relationship game. Damani Jackson, right? Damani Jackson is firmly committed to USC. I get questions about Damani all the time. We, I think we talked about last week how Will went out to uh, Vegas to play in a seven-on-seven tournament with him recently. And Damani said, hey, man, we got to open it. Why don't you come out here and play with me in this thing? Boom, next thing you know, he's out there. That week, I think in the case of the relationship with Will and the longstanding fandom, the lifelong fandom that you have from Demonte and his dad, it's worth shooting your shot, but you understand that you lost a relationship there when Mike Zordich left, right? You picked up a relationship when Courtney Morgan came in because Courtney Morgan is, he has connections in the school. He has connections with Ground Zero. I know you went to talk to... When you went out to Arizona to that 7-on-7 tournament, you know, Ground Zero is one of the top 7-on-7 programs in the country. That is Damani's 7-on-7 uh, program. So you have a, another relationship in there that can maybe, if you're Michigan, you're just trying to get a visit. You're just trying to get them on campus. I mean, you know, don't want to sell you a dream uh, and make you think that this is likely that Michigan is going to flip. I mean, Damani Jackson is firmly committed. Let me repeat is firmly committed to SC, has given no indication that he is wavering in any way. He's recruiting guys for SC, right? So let's be clear. But Randy, his dad, lifelong Michigan fan, and raised his son a Michigan fan. So the the idea that they could come on campus for a game in the fall, that's something that you keep dangling out there. And if you have a relationship like a Courtney Morgan does, you can – you can get on the phone. You can have a con- – hey, man, why don't you guys come out to a game? Just come out to a game. No pressure. Just come out to a game. That's how I sense this thing is going right now. It's a long game kind of thing. It's There's nothing imminent, nothing happening tomorrow, and there may not be anything that happens at all. But what do we just say, Bryce? You missed 100% of the shots you don't take? And, and this one, this is not a half-court shot, right? This is just a – this is a deep, deep three. Not a half court shot, just a deep. You know how to. I guess that's a wrong analogy for you, because deep. It's like rain for you, right? Deep, deep threes fall for you, but us regular humans, Bryce. Ooh, that's like cheese, <laughs> man. Put that in the cracker. That's easy. That's easy. The rest of us deep, deep threes are not high percentage shots, but you you take them anyway, especially if you have a relationship lure like this, or you got a friend of his in the class, and now you got another staff member. 
that puts a relationship back on the table where you can get to him. You can have, a, you know, a call or two. And, you know, Devontae is not the easiest guy to get on the phone, especially now that he's committed. Uh, and so how do you do that? you got to have some connections and relationships in order to do that if you're Michigan. They have those. So you keep shooting your shot. That's what they're doing with Devontae right now. That's what they're doing with a guy like Luther Burden. Now, there are other guys that Will is recruiting. If you missed the story, be sure to check it out. That Michigan is in much better shape with. But I get asked about the, you know, the five stars all the time. Like, okay, Walter Nolan. Uh, you know, I would still I would not tell you that Michigan is the team to beat for Walter Nolan. They're just in good shape. I, I certainly believe that Michigan is one of the top teams for Walter Nolan. But he, hey man, he's checking for this class. Who, who you? Who besides Will is coming up there, right? That's why it's big the weekend that he's coming. You got to have just as fakely as some other big-time guys that are coming in that weekend, which is absolutely huge, Bryce. So be on the lookout for more on Jordan Phillips throughout the week, more on as we continue to build these recruiting lists. I uh, talked about over the weekend, the top 247 receiver that the Wolverines are back in on, uh, Andre Green Jr., who I thought they were – they were out of it for all intents and purposes, wouldn't you say, Bryce? They were out of that. And then that was that. Yeah, that was a name I haven't heard in a while. Right. So I just assumed they were. Right. They, as far as I know, they were out of it. But communication picked back up, and now it's sounding like that young man is going to come on campus for an unofficial, for an unofficial, in the month of June. And then you see if you can work your way onto his official visit list. I think he has two visits left and then he or two visits set for the summer official visits and then he is planning to take the remaining three in the fall and if you're michigan if you can get him on campus and impress him during an unofficial maybe that gives you some some traction so you can get him on campus for a game you know time will tell but like i said keep shooting your shot michigan has that philosophy at play with a lot of guys all right so let's pause here because we need to dedicate a lot of time to basketball recruiting. We're going to do that on the other side. You can check out all the football recruiting stuff throughout the week. More on Jordan Phillips. More on these visit lists that continue to build. If you missed the Will Johnson interview where he talks about all the guys he's recruiting, that's on the site as well. Be sure to check it out. But when we come back on the other side, we're going to shift gears and talk about some top basketball prospects that the Wolverines are in on. And Josh Hinchke is going to join the fold talk about an AAU tournament that you guys were just at. Bryce, we'll get to that on the other side here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. And we're back, folks, here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider, and we're going to switch gears and get into some basketball recruiting now. And joining us for the first time in a while is Josh Hinchke on the podcast. Josh, how you doing? Doing great. You guys forgot about me. Didn't forget about you, man. (laughs) You know, it's just, yeah, you you had to go on a little bit of a hiatus, but you're coming back with a bang. (laughs) When it comes to the big-time recruiting news on the basketball front, we also have Bryce Marich, who uh, is pulling double duty as he covered some basketball recruiting action last weekend as well. You guys were down in Fort Wayne at a facility, uh, an event that I frequented for over a decade. I think the first time I went to what was originally called the Spice Run and Slam tournament was 2002, I think, was my first one. And so it's been going on for a long time. It's now called the Bill Hensley Memorial Run and Slam Classic. And uh, a guy, you know, here's the funny thing. A guy who's had a team in that event for about as long as I've been going is former Michigan Wolverine, Ty Streets, 
who had his team Mean Streets is one of the top teams on the Nike circuit. Uh, and they are always one of the best teams when it comes to the Spies tournament. And that was, again, true. And they have a number of prospects, guys, that the Wolverines are recruiting, right? So, personally, I watched the 17U team um, for the Mean Streaks, and it's coached by Ty Streets, uh, former Michigan, you know, All-American, I think, or national champion, at least. I know he told me a little about his background, and we'll have more on that, where he played, actually, college basketball at Michigan, too. He did. He did. Which I did not know. Yeah, Ty used to, I don't know if he told you this, he used to carry around a tape of him dunking on on KG, on Kevin Garnett. Back in the day, he used to carry that tape around campus. That's the word. That was the word on campus. Hey, Ty, Ty Streets has a he has this tape where he's ducking on Kevin Garnett. So, did you know Kevin Garnett was on his way to Michigan? Did you know I that? Did not. Yeah. I know Jamal Crawford went yeah, to Michigan. Yeah. Kevin so. Garnett, if he had gone to college, would have gone to Michigan. Uh, that was the word. But let's get back to Ty Streets. Let's get back to okay some current okay. basketball okay. recruiting. So, yeah, he mean streets, and he has a few players that Michigan is recruiting loaded loaded team i think josh would feel the same on this i mean we watch them and we're just like they're head and shoulders above everyone they won the tournament um for at least their age bracket uh 17u and let's start off with aj casey he's a four-star borderline five-star player from winning young illinois michigan offered him i want to say back in january since then they've been on him i mean like what on rice i mean Mm -hmm. they have been on him and he's a guy that they love his versatility he can play the four. He can play the three. He can play the two, I think. like I mean, he's a little big, but in terms of defending, he could probably defend the two. We even saw him play a little five and defend the five, too. Um, shooting, can attack the rim. Um, long, lanky, good finisher. Um, extremely good defender as well. I was a little surprised about this or about that. First time seeing him play, exceptional athlete. I mean, he can jump out the gym extremely strong as well. So he's a guy I know Michigan really likes. Jawan Howard himself has made him a priority. And so when I talked to him, and I posted this on the story, which you can read in the Michigan Insider. He said, you know, Jawan Howard, because they're both from Chicago, he just gets him. He gets where he's from. He's been in his shoes. And, you know, he knows the path, what it takes to get to the next level. That's a guy he really connects with. He said that's probably the strongest connection he has. Out of any coach recruiting him right now, mm-hmm. Jawan Howard. And that's telling because if you look at some of these, you know, programs recruiting, we're talking about Illinois, Gonzaga, Ohio State. I mean, all the who's who of college basketball wants this kid. And it showed. I mean, the kid is a top level talent and he played up to it. Going you remember you remember, Josh, the the initial recruiting cycle. We were like, man, you know, the the, the Chicago ties, those are going to be the strongest ones for, for Juwan. Now, he was recruiting all over the country, but you felt like Chicago was going to be the stomping ground that he was able to tap into first, right? But it didn't quite work out with Namari Burnett, who coincident- coincidentally went to Texas Tech and has since transferred, right? Uh, his He was able to tap into his DMV ties first from his Washington Bullets slash Wizards days. Uh, and he goes down there, he gets Hunter Dickinson, he gets, uh, you know, Terrence Williams. But then last cycle, he he gets Isaiah Barnes, and it's like you just you just feel like that was the you know the the dam breaking because whether it's AJ Casey or JJ Taylor, who we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the podcast, you just sense guys just like man, Jawan, that's my guy, that is my my dude, and between the relationships and the success that they've had on the floor, 
I mean, that really seems to be resonating down there in the Windy City right now. Yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, Juwan just knows everybody. I mean, the guy just knows everybody, and everybody likes him. And so they're in on AJ Casey in a very strong way, Bryce. But they also have a kid from right here in the state of Michigan, and Ty Rogers, Grand Blank, state champ, player of the year, right, just uh, checking all the boxes on the in-state scene but playing with mean streets. And the thing I like about Ty, you, what do you need? Coach, what do you need me to do? Need me to score? I got you, coach. You need me to guard? You need me to check? Got you, coach. You need me to get some rebounds? Got you, coach. He is that guy that you put on the court, and he just plugs holes. Whatever you need him to do, dive on the ground for a loose ball. You need him to do it. He'll do that. Ty Rogers is like the everyman on the court. Josh coaches, I don't wherever he goes, a coach is going to love him because he's going to show up all over the stat sheet. Yeah, I just just said this on the message boards before we uh, before we started recording. I think Ty Rogers is the most defensive ready prospect in this class. Um, that kid has got some clamps, and we've seen and and you know and Bryce can attest to this too. I mean, he saw more Rogers than I did, but you know from what I saw, you know the the kid is just a dog out there. You know he's gives it gives maximum effort, maybe too much effort at times especially when he's got the ball in his hands i think if he can learn to kind of slow it down just a little bit and kind of develop some ball handling you know that'll really help his game immensely but you know when you're talking about you know the quickest path to playing time whether it's michigan or or wherever if you can play defense you're gonna play because coaches don't want to play you if you're gonna be a liability out there and i'm just really i'm really impressed with his game i really like his game a lot um, but yeah, as I said, you know, if he can develop more of that scoring mentality and, and, you know, he's capable of it, but if he can develop that more efficiently and, and, um, you say you know, he's sometimes he needs to be more selfish is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I think, think that's, that's probably a, a good way to put it just to be a little bit more selfish. Bryce, I know you see Ty a lot. What do you think? And where do you think things stand with his recruitment? With his game, you know, he's like you said, I mean, when you watch him play, especially in like a AU setting. A lot of these guys just don't play defense. <laughs> it's just up and down, up and down, up and down. And when I saw him first game, first possession, Sean A. Brown, full court press. And you're like, this kid is, I mean, like, what, what is he doing out there? And, you know, and then he's locking the kid up and the kid has to pass the ball because he's afraid of getting a 10 second call. I mean, he's just that type of player. And one of my favorite things is watching him rebound. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he wants to rebound, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw, throw it back. But he looks like Dennis Rodman. I mean, he just grabs the ball and he yells, give me that. And you know it's his. No one's taking that ball. So, impressive athlete, state champion, help rambling to its first ever, you know, program state championship. He doesn't, like Josh said, he's – he could do more. You offensively, know, I, I offensively, offensively, offensively. And I think that's just his personality. Right. You talk to him, he's just not that type of kid, you know. But if you ask him to, he'll do it. But if you ask him, hey, we need 10, we need 20 rebounds this game, we need 10 assists this game, he'll just do it, you know. Even a hey, man, this guy's hot right now, we need you to sit on the bench because this is a better matchup for us. I got you. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the game I was watching him play, he's clapping, you know, doing what Michigan used to do on the bench, you know, yawn you know, D up, D up. And he's just a team player. And he's the type of guy that I know is the top 50 player. And we talk about all these guys that Michigan's recruiting, but 
He's one I would not want to lose. This is a guy I would definitely take. If This is just my call. If I was picking it, if you told me I could get Ty Rogers, I'm taking him in a heartbeat. Yeah, Michigan has prioritized him, and they prioritized him for, for some time. Now, when Juwan first got here, and we talked about this before, you know, he had to be concerned with getting those getting those 20 guys, those 2020 class, getting that done. But once he did, he came back around and really started connecting with Ty. Now, Saudi Washington did a good job of keeping that relationship up, uh, making sure to say, man, give it some time. It's going to happen. Uh, he just has to – he's coming from the pros. He doesn't have any of these uh, any of these uh, relationships established from a recruiting standpoint that you need in order to get kids. So he's – you know, he has to lock this up. But once he did and he started talking to Ty, and you, this was clear in your, in your interviews and in others, that he really feels connected. So it's not just Sadi anymore. Now he feels connected to Juwan. He feels connected to the – to the entire staff, Wolverines feel like they're in a good place with Ty, would you say? A hundred percent. And, you know, going back to that, I talked to his head coach at Grand Lake, Mike Thomas, and he said, you know, Joanna was the first coach to be, I guess, as blunt as he's ever been. He, he stripped when he got hired and wanted to recruit Ty, said, I need time. I need to learn the kid. I need to know the family. He's like, which, what, what do I ask him? Yeah, and shout out to, to Mike. About and shout out to Mike. First of all, Mike, for winning the state championship. Congrats for bringing the state championship home, but a coach who didn't take it personally that the offer didn't come right away, that's number one, and then talked to the kid and his parents and his people about not taking it personally too. Look, this is the deal. Just coming from the pros, has to get his bearings on the recruiting trail. They are watching you. I'm in communication with them. They're going to come back around. That could have gone another way. If Mike is like, man, look, man, screw Michigan, man. They haven't offered you yet. We're going to look someplace. We've seen stuff like that happen, uh, whether it's football or back. That can happen. Could very easily go another way. So I think, you know, whether Michigan gets Ty Rogers or not, the way Mike handled that recruitment out the gate was a big deal, is a big deal, and it, it plays a role in where Michigan is in that recruitment right now. So that – that needs to be highlighted that, yeah, Michigan has done a great job, but you had a coach there that is, you know, making sure that the message is getting through. Uh, and, again, didn't take it personally coming out of the game. But that's not the only – you can read more on Ty Rogers over at MichiganInsider.com. Uh, you got highlights coming, Bryce? Always. Yep, highlights coming as well. Uh, but one more Mean Streets player, Jalen Washington. And this is a guy that Michigan is – They've been watching but haven't necessarily jumped in both feet with yet, right? Intriguing, intriguing, intriguing kid. First time again I've ever got to see him play. Uh, 6'10", 205, big man. Um, but intriguing to the point he can shoot it. And he might, and what from what I was seeing around the camp and all their you know, analysts talk, he might be the best big shooting or big man uh, shooter out there in the country. I mean, he can flat out pick and pop. You know, he can create his own shot. In my opinion, you know, I hate throw out comparisons. He kind of, kind of reminded me of, like, LaMarcus Aldridge. Kind of the look, kind of his playing style. He can post you down low because he's obviously bigger. He's got decent moves down low, too. But at the same time, he can step out, hit mid-range. He can hit, you know, a three as well. Um, and schools have noticed that, you know, he tours ACL as a sophomore, 
was on the shelf, had recover, came back this junior season, helped his team, you know, go 15 and one and almost won the whole thing. And so a lot of schools like Oklahoma, Ohio State, Penn State, and the latest North Carolina, North Carolina have all just recently offered him within the last week. I talked to him at the camp. He said Michigan, they haven't offered, but they definitely have kept contact. Again, Washington has been the guy kind of leading that recruitment, keeping contact, keeping tabs, making sure, you know, Michigan's still a factor in this recruitment. And he said, listen, if, Michigan's, if Michigan offers, they're instantly a top school for me. Mm-hmm. He said, I know what Joan Howard's done. He said, I was a huge fan of just watching the Fat Five documentaries on ESPN. He said, I would watch them over and over. He said, so I know about the history of big man, what he can do. And just in, from his first two seasons, he knows he can coach as well. And he knows he can get guys to the league. So he's the guy, in my opinion, five-star from Gary, Indiana, local kid. He wants to visit Michigan. He's been to Michigan before. Came up for the Penn State game a couple years ago when they trounced him. Um, so he's been in Ann Arbor, but he wants to return, wants to offer, and it gets to the point of where it's like, who do we offer and who can we take? I mean, Michigan, the position they're in is they haven't offered a five-star. And if they do, they'd be instantly a top contender. But who do you leave out, let's say? That's what it's kind of coming down to. So I really like this kid. I would offer but then again, you know, how much room do you got? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're, they're definitely watching him, monitoring his recruitment to see uh, if there's a place to slide in. So that's one to keep an eye on. Full story over on the MichiganInsider.com. Be sure to check it out. But I talked to Josh Hinchke before the deal, and I said, look, best player there is this kid named J.J. Taylor. Best player there. That's, that's no disrespect intended to any of the other guys who are all really good players. But – the whether it's Eric Bossy, several people who were at the tournament said that the top performer. Okay, so let's not say best player, all right? Because we don't want to get into, <laughs> don't want to get into the top performer on the weekend was JJ Taylor, Mac Irvin Fire, another Chicago powerhouse AAU program, national power on the circuit, another Chicago kid, Josh. That. I mean, you talked to first. You saw his game. I want you to comment on that and tell me was I spot on when I said, "Hey, man, this is gonna be probably the top guy you see." And then another guy that says he loves Jawan Howard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kid is nice. <clears throat> He's real nice. I mean, I don't know how other words to to kind of describe it, but he was flat out, you know, the best player I saw um, on on Saturday. I mean, that kid was good. Uh, super athletic, <clears throat> excuse me, super athletic, super long. He's got, he's got good range. Um, and he's a 2023 he's got, kid too. Yeah. Yeah. 2023 kid, five star. I think he's number seven in the class. Um, and, and every bit of that number seven, um, how know, tall would you make, say he is? He's at least six, eight, six, nine. I'd say he's, um, yeah, I'd say around, I'd say around, probably closer to six nine because uh, that that there's another kid that he plays for or plays with that uh, Matas uh, Buzgalis or, or I can't pronounce his name, but um, he's another kid that that's about a six eight six nine, and they're almost dead even the same height. So and he and, and then the Matas kid says he's six nine. So okay, um, I, I'd say they're about the same height. So um yeah just very he's got a very very slim frame can definitely add more weight to that and once you know he gets kind of gets used to the physicality of the next level obviously he's only a sophomore so there's plenty of time to kind of build on that frame but 
he's very um he could be very disruptive on the defensive end too because he's got just the wingspan is out of control um you know i guess again like bryce i hate giving out you know, uh, player comparisons, but if, if we're talking pure body composition, I'd say he looks a lot like Kevin Durant, you know, just that, that thin lanky frame that that's super athletic and, and can, you know, shoot a three. I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again, that's not saying he's going to be the next Kevin Durant, like, you know, the same, something like an Amani Bates would, would, but I'm talking pure, you know, body composition. Mm-hmm. The two look very similar. Um, but yeah, I mean that's again a kid that 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 loves Juwan. Um, is honestly his answers kind of surprised me in terms of, you know, just speaking about the relationship with with Michigan. I didn't think that they were going to have, you know, he was going to give that glowing or of a review of the program. I figured that it was just going to be in the very early stages of of communications. But nah, he's like, yeah, Juwan, that's my guy. You know that that's that's my guy. You know, and and like Bryce has mentioned with AJ Casey, you know, he's walked the path. You know, almost the exact same conversation I had with Casey um, that I had with with JJ Taylor. I mean, it's just very similar. Um, here's from uh, here's from players about how good the program is, the program is. Didn't want to tell me what players he talks <laughs> to, but, but uh, he uh, he talks to him, so I'll take his word for it. Uh, mentioned, um, you know, I, I asked him if what what he wanted to see on a visit that you know he's inevitably going to take as Josh Newkirk spoke to his to his coach Mike Irvin who you know we'll get into that later cuz there's you know definite connections there and a definite in um but you know expect a visit sometime in June and then an offer to go out you know yeah. I wouldn't be surprised even if it was before June you right. know I mean it's it's overdue it's a no at this brainer point. it's a no yeah. brainer yeah i mean like Over, you said overdue yeah 69 uh, can can pop threes. I mean, he yep. you know pull up off a crossover, pull up in transition, then he hits you with a hesitation. Can get to the rim, handles it well for that size. Can he's slim, he's slender, but you know he he can fin he can still finish through contact. He's so long, he can mm-hmm. still finish and athletic. He can still finish through contact. He's gonna have to get stronger, no doubt, uh, as he uh, goes up in level. But just an impressive array of skills. But what I was struck by was when you were like, man, this dude, his response, he just gushed about Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, I'm like, you know, you get a big time kid like that, you you figure the response is going to be pretty monotone, pretty uniform mm-hmm. across the board about all the schools. But what he offered you on Michigan was like, man, I love Juwan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was like, it was emphatic, Juwan. you know, it was in, it was emphatic. Um, I even asked, you know, who, what other programs are, are on you? And he wouldn't say any. You know, Michigan, I mean, obviously it was a Michigan, you know, skewed interview, but, you know, I tried to see if, you know, other schools are going to be a factor. Like Illinois is going to be a factor. I mean, we already, we already know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, didn't mention anyone in particular. Kind of just said, oh yeah, I got a bunch of schools reaching out to me, which, you know. See, here, here's, <laughs> here's the thing, man. Um, Illinois is going to be a factor, but I was watching the tournament, watching Illinois play, um, Loyola? Yeah, yeah, Loyola of Chicago. And if you watch that game, this is a total a total aside, but they beat Illinois running the same play from the start of the game uh until the end of the game. I mean, it was it was unreal. You know, you ball screen at the top guy comes off a double screen, uh comes off a double screen in the lane and he must have scored on that. They must have scored on they scored on it at will. 
guys. And so the reason why I bring it up is if you look at the Mac Irvin Twitter page, man, they were killing Illinois for not making adjustments in that game. <laughs> killing them, man. Like, how can you get beat by the same play over and over? And I, I mean, even after halftime, they were getting beaten by the same play over and over and over again. It was Cam, It was the Cam Crutwig show. And so you saw the Mac Irvin page. I don't know who runs it, but they were like, man, what kind of coach can't even make the adjustment at halftime? I'm just, that's not me talking, guys. That's not me talking. I'm just holding that up as a contrast with what they may be thinking about the coaching at Michigan versus what they may be thinking about the coaching at Illinois. Now, they didn't say that. I want to be clear. They didn't say that to you, Josh. They didn't say that to the other Josh. Mm -hmm. They didn't say that to you, Bryce. I'm just using a little deductive reasoning here. Just, you know, reading the tea leaves, looking at Twitter and kind of drawing some conclusions. But another in, and this give this credit to Josh Newkirk, who, uh, you know, went over after the game. You're talking to J.J. Taylor. Newkirk says, I'm going to talk to the coach. And the coach says, yeah. I was Juwan's point guard in high school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you talk about an end. I mean, hey, Juwan is the king of Chicago already. His point guard is the coach of, of a guy who's without question going to be one of his top targets in the 2023 class. Uh, and then that guy is looking at the success on the court. So you, you have that as well. I'm not saying that Michigan is going to get him. I'm not saying that. But wouldn't you say, Josh, there's reason to believe that Michigan is going to be a very strong contender in this race when they offer JJ Taylor. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you know, just in a quick aside too to the Illinois staff, you know, they're rumored to be losing Chin Coleman and Orlando Antigua. I mean, those are best best recruiters. I mean, Orlando Antigua killed it for for Kentucky for years. So if, if Orlando or uh, excuse me, if, if Illinois loses both of those guys, I mean, that's that's a major step back in the recruiting department. But anyway, um you know, yeah, I mean, Michigan will absolutely be in it. I mean, you know, I was over overhearing a little bit of, of Josh's uh, interview with, with Mike Irvin, the Mac Irvin's head coach. I mean, anytime a dude's out here dropping big nukes out here talking about <laughs> big nuke. I mean, I'm that's like, oh, Juwan's nickname. Guys. For those who don't follow, that's Juwan's nickname. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, big nuke out here. I'm like, okay, this guy, this guy's for real. Like, all right, this guy knows Juwan a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the two... Yeah, the two seem very close in terms of their in terms of a relationship, both working and you know as a, as a, a friendship. Um, you know, I I think Irvin has been very impressed with with how Juwan is is you know tapped into the Chicago. Um, you know, said you know this is is definitely you know it's, it's definitely going to help. Um, you know the the uh you know or, or chicago ties and i think you know i think bryce can help me out here too i think a couple of times you know we've we've him and i have heard you know whatever juan wants that's fine you know it's like that's that's kind of the attitude that that we've heard that you know that these coaches are very willing to you know help out juan in that regard in terms of you know at least being an advocate for their players to come to michigan and, yeah. and be fans yeah of the what, program. Did, what did ty i know you still have the story to come on the site but you talked to ty streets about that same thing didn't you bryce yeah, just like Josh said, Ty was, you know, I mean, I talked to him about the football program too and basketball, but when it came to talking about basketball, I mean, he said, listen, Jawan 
anytime he needs to talk with Manny, you know, I got him. You know, like we can, Michigan is always going to have a friendly place here. It's, you know, with mean streaks. And so you can't, you know, overlook those connections and those ties. And we're not talking about some little AU teams here. I mean, we're talking about some serious, serious, serious top programs that have some yeah. serious talent coming through year and year and out. So if he can already make these connections, and these aren't just little connections, we can't talk about, we can't under underestimate just co- what he can do in the future going forward once he really starts to make these relationships with these kids. No doubt. I mean, that's been that's been one of the most revealing things uh, in the short tenure so far of Jawan Howard. Um, you see, we talk so much about the relationships. Well, the respect uh, and the pre-existing sort of connection that he had with some of the guys on the AAU circuit allowed him to bridge some of those recruiting gaps that maybe he had with the high schools, you know, as he's getting to know those guys, the, the relationships on the recruiting circuit were already there, whether it's Ty Streets or or Mike Irvin or with Team Takeover, Keith Stevens. With Team Take, man, that's no small relationship. You get Hunter Dickinson and Terrence Williams from Team Takeover. That's a big, big deal. And a lot of it is because, hey, Juwan has relationships there. So, again, a lot more to come on the basketball recruiting side. Uh, Josh has already thrown up an interview with J.J. Taylor. There are highlights of J.J. Taylor up in case you missed them, so you can really see and dig into what we've been talking about here. Got the interview with Mike Irvin still to come, the interview with Ty Street still to come. You've already seen the interviews with A.J. Casey and Ty Rogers and Jalen Washington, but highlights of those guys to come and much, much more uh, throughout the summer when it comes to our coverage of Michigan basketball recruiting. It is... You know, it's been good for a while, but it's it's going to another level now with Juwan Howard. It makes it a lot of fun, and I'm sure you guys are all enjoying it as well. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Remember, if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it. Be sure to review it. Be sure to tell all your friends about it. They can find this podcast on whatever podcast platform they use. Just search Michigan Recruiting Insider or Michigan Insider Podcast, and up they will come. But that's going to do it for us this week, and we'll be back next week on the Michigan Recruiting Insider.